you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. As you know, I am very passionate about attending company conferences for growth and personal development, along with so many other things. This past July at our conference, we had the incredible privilege of having Petra Krebs as our keynote speaker for the weekend. She is a speaker and trainer for the best-selling author, John Gordon, and she specializes in sharing the power of positivity with organizations across the nation. Everything she said throughout the weekend resonated with me, and she was so gracious to come on the podcast to share her story and her message. Petra learned at a young age that positivity is a choice, and when we choose it, we choose a better life for ourselves. In the words of John Gordon, we are not positive because life is easy, we are positive because life can be hard. Our positive mindset affects all areas of our lives, especially as we step into leadership roles within our businesses. After listening to this episode, you will come away feeling empowered to be more intentional about choosing positivity. Hello, Petra. I'm so excited to have you as a guest on Directly Different. So honored, really, that you are here to chat with me today about the power of positive leadership. So thank you for being on the show. Oh my gosh, Tiffany. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited um, to be here before you hit record. We already had some great conversations, so I cannot wait <laughs> to yes. keep it going. And I just want to say to you, um, just congratulations on this podcast, honestly. And I think you have a little anniversary coming up. I do two years of podcasting pretty soon. Yes. Yes. So congratulations. I just, I love, um, just meeting you and I researching your, your podcast and learning more about you because you've created something really unique and special in our industry. I say our, because I used to be part of this. It's still part of my heart and who I am. Um, but the social selling industry can be a lonely place. And so, um, you've created this beautiful community for people to come together and help each other. It's definitely what I needed back, um, when I was, um, in the field selling. And so I just really commend you for being brave enough to step out and say, Hey, you know, come join and listen. And especially really also to other people in other industries. Can we give a shout out to your industry? Lemongrass? Yes, of course. (laughs) Yes. they have. um, (laughs) That's how we met. I was a speaker for lemongrass uh, spa, the 20 year anniversary conference. It was amazing. So, um, but really it isn't what we sell. It's, it's how we come together and how we share and innovate. And so again, I could go on and on about that, but I just want to congratulate you for creating this community for so many. It's an honor to be here as well. Oh, thank you so much for your kind and gracious words. That means a lot to me. I love, love doing this podcast. I love connecting with women like you who are so incredible and just have so much to share with the world. And so I thought, why not? start a podcast and have everybody share that. So I love just the community. Like you said, that's a big, 
that's a big thing for me. So I love being able to be part of this community and kind of connect people and bring people together. And so we're going to have so much fun today. Cannot wait. So to start off, Petra, will you share a little bit about you and your family? I'm so glad you asked about my family. (laughs) Um, I'm a proud mama. I'm an empty nester now. Gosh, I can't even believe it. But, um, you know, I I own my own consulting and coaching and speaking business. So, um, but it all began when I became a mama. So when I started my family, those concepts that were uh, true for me and that I valued are now concepts that I really teach and um, and bring to the table everywhere I go. So um, I have a son and a daughter and I've been married for 28 years. Um, like I said, my kids are, are grown early 20s. And um, I remember being pregnant, uh, driving in the car with my husband and looking around, you know, at other families in their cars. And then I, we would go to restaurants and this was before all of the technology. Um, we'd go to restaurants and have dinner and here I am with my big belly and I would just look around. And I thought, my gosh, families are so disengaged and couples are so disengaged. And I looked at my husband, I'm like, okay, when we have this baby, can we promise to stay engaged. I would really like to be just an engaged family and then and a family that equips and elevates each other. So the three values that I stand for are really just engaged, equipped, and elevated. And, you know, it's real easy when your kids are little because <laughs> they're around all the time. But now when my, when my kids went to college, it became harder. And so being intentional about those three things is really important to me. And so that's what I teach others to do is live an engaged, equipped and elevated life. And people always say, well, what does it mean, you know, to be equipped? And it's really, um, you know, my kids now equip me, (laughs) we equip each other. I mean, I'm always learning, but they, as, as they learn, we share. So that keeps us engaged and connected and elevated. I don't mean elevated above anyone else. I really just mean in your own being and who you are, because the world can tear us down. And especially if you're a young mama listening and, you know, you, you do have the best intentions for your kids and then they go out into the world and they come home with their shoulders slumped and their head down. And so it was important for me um, to teach them that, you know, be humble in the world, but here in this house, we're going to brag and we're going to elevate each other. <laughs> so that's where that came from. And that's what I hope I do for clients that I have is just really um, speak life into them. I love that. And I love that intentional effort that you put into your family from the beginning. It's never too late to do that. I'm sure that you would agree with that, but I love that you from the, from pregnancy, you said our family's going to be different and here's how, and that intentional work is paying off because you are close to your kids and you have a great relationship and you guys teach each other and elevate each other. And I just think that's so beautiful. And I commend you guys for having such a wonderful family, family life. Thank you. It is work. It is work. Like you said, it takes, it takes intention, right? And even when it doesn't feel like it, and even when they don't want the engagement or the equipping or the elevating, you know, you, you do it because it's the right thing to do, or it feels right to you. That's wonderful. I love that. So you do have a background in social selling, and I would love to hear about your experience as a social seller over the years. Thank you, Tiffany. Yes, social selling has my heart. So that's why I'm so excited to to be here. I was in the industry for um, 10 years. So, you know, quite a while and had a large and thriving team. I was very blessed to have an incredible team, but it didn't always start out that way. (laughs) And um, I'm, I'm, 
often embarrassed to tell people this, but now I'm bold about it. But I was that kidnapper, you know, that people talk about the person that joins for the discount. <laughs> so I was actually a, a teacher. I had my degree in education. I'd turned corporate trainer. And I traveled a lot and I was in, in what is in a new state and um, somebody invited me to a home show and it was jewelry and I didn't wear any jewelry. <laughs> so I was reluctant to go, but I wanted to meet people and I went and fell in love with the product and the representative um, was no longer selling. She stopped selling it. She was doing it part time and ended up later on being on my team again, uh, one of my dearest, dearest friends now. And uh, but she stopped selling. I said, well, where do I get it? And um then she said, oh, well, you can call, you know, this person. And then they said, well, you know, you could join, you could get a discount. Here's what you get. And I said, oh, well, this will just be a little fun thing. And before I knew it, I had three women in my kitchen saying, I really want to do this. I'd like to have a business and I love what you're doing. I want to do what you're doing. And I was like, I'm not really doing anything. <laughs> you know, I felt like I was, I'd never sold anything before. I felt very ill-equipped, but I had women who who wanted to dive in. And I saw the beauty of this business. So um, really being a business owner be without having to develop the product, right? It's this really beautiful balance of being the hand and feet and the voice for a product that you love and being able to make an income uh, for your family and also being able to build something. It's not just about the income. It's about building a community, a team, engaging, equipping, and elevating others along the way. Yes. The best industry, of course, but yes. we're not biased at all. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it so much. And I always love to hear guests stories because everybody's story is so different, but it's also wonderful to hear just the different avenues that have been used to draw people into the social selling industry. It's yes. so crazy to hear how many, you know, your friend who wasn't even selling was like, Oh, sure. You could, you know, you could get a kid if you want. And then that yes, for you created, I mean, you're here. <laughs> I know you know, it's, it's, oh, it's amazing. It's very much a part of who I will always be, who I was. It grew me as a person exponentially. And it's also why I have a huge heart for leaders in general, across all industries. I was that tired floundering um, burnt out leader at the beginning. I just, you know, didn't know what I didn't know. And so I really leaned into developing myself. That's where a lot of that comes from. And so um, I always say now, don't underestimate your kidnapper because I was in the top 1% in the company and, and owned it. And it was my business. And, um, you know, I just, I just really, really loved it. It changed my entire life. And had I never said yes to this little hobby, I wouldn't be where I am today for sure. All right, Petra, you are with the, you are a speaker and a trainer with the John Gordon team. If those listening haven't heard of John Gordon, he is a best-selling author and speaker. And I just love that you travel around and you're able to inspire and encourage audiences around the country. So how did you come to be a speaker with the John Gordon team? Well, Tiffany, that is a whole podcast in <laughs> and of itself <laughs> because um, it was truly a God thing, but you know, sometimes you feel like you get to places accidentally. And when I look back, I mean, it was no accident. It was really divine intervention and a full circle moment for me. When I started in direct sales all that time ago, a dear friend handed me his very first published book, The Energy Bus. And it was at the beginning of his career and, and uh, my direct sales, social selling career. And so that book changed my life because I was wanting to build something, not just sell a product. 
And when I read that book, so if you haven't gotten the Energy Bus book by John Gordon, it's J-O-N, Gordon, uh, G-O-R-D-O-N, my mentor for that whole decade in social selling. And still now, I, he still teaches me. I, I love um, learning from him and he's written so many books since then. But that was the first book that introduced me to him. And uh, I just took it to heart. I started reading it. I, um, I was a trainer and a you know teacher. So I wrote training for that book for my team. We um, actually did a road trip to promotion. I had a few leaders who wanted to promote and I created a program out of it. And ever since then, I read every single one of his books, wrote trainings about them, taught them. And then eventually, you know, I kept begging my company to have him come and speak. And eventually they said yes, because he, he wasn't really in that space um, at the time. Time. And we had a lot of speakers come in, but they didn't really align with, you know, my values, the way that I was thinking, and he did. And so I begged, begged, begged. He came in and spoke. Um, everybody, you know, became a fan, of course. And then uh, later on, unfortunately, my company closed down. And that's the only reason I'm I'm not in, in that industry anymore. But everything happens for a reason. It's why I'm here. And so I went back into the corporate world, found myself training John Gordon's principles over and over and over and um, all of the training that I created. And then I came to a crossroads to really um, make a move. And we decided to move to where my, my kids were. And so I left that corporate job and I had enough people say, you should become a coach. You should become a trainer. I was still coaching people who used to be on my team. And so when you have enough people say something to you, all of you who are listening, you just kind of take a leap of faith one day and you do it. And so I reached out to John Gordon and he invited me to come on his speaker team. I sent him a video and he said, come on. And it's a small team. There's six to eight of us. We live and breathe his work. We believe it. And we are lucky enough to be the hands and feet of his message. It changed my life. So I uh, love sharing it with others. We have great programs, the Power of Positive Leadership that I shared with you. We have the Power of Positive Team. Uh, we really breathe life and love and heart into leaders and teams so they can have resilience and, and sustainability and really um, perform at their best. So thank goodness you were given that book, The Energy Bus, so many years ago. Right? It changed everything. It changed everything. Crazy. It's still one of my favorites. <laughs> and I'm on the energy bus for school. Uh, we have an energy bus for schools uh, program for schools. So I get to go back and be with teachers. So it just allows me to serve in a lot of different areas. Yeah, I'm sure it just fills your, your bucket, fills your heart and just gives you so much purpose. I just, I love that. I love talking to people like you who are following their life's passion. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So Petra, in your opinion, what characteristics or traits make up a good leader? I know some people listening might be thinking, well, I'm not a leader yet, or there's no way I could ever be a leader. I'm just, you know, just a sales consultant, or I just started, or, you know, they just, they feel like they don't have it in them. So what are some characteristics or traits of a good leader? That's a great question, Tiffany. And I, and I get asked this across many industries. So, you know, if we're looking for leaders in our organization, what do we need to look for? So I'm also a um, Gallup Strengths coach. I, I work closely with the work that they do. They're an 80-year-old um, research company, and I'm a certified, um, like I said, strengths coach. I'm known as the strength strategist um, in my in my tribe, and, and people will come to me um, to really shed a light on what are my strengths, my unique traits and my gifts and talents. And so that's something I'm very, very passionate about. And Gallup believes it's not if you can do something, it's how you do it. So, you know, Gallup will say in 
all the research they found, there are not certain strengths that certain leaders need to have, but it's really about you know, knowing and owning your strengths and elevating that. Do some people lend towards leadership, you know, uh, naturally? Some people say, oh, you've got to be a born leader. You can't learn it. And so I think there's definitely something in strengths and talents that has you um, lean towards those things, just like some people are more highly analytical, which I am not. If you put me behind a spreadsheet for hours, <laughs> that is an energy drain for me because I like to be with people. So yes, we are we do have natural tendencies to go in one direction or the other. But when we're talking about your audience, Tiffany, the sales consultants that's wondering if I can ever be a leader or the leader that's wondering, am I ever going to be good at this? There's a quote that I read that changed my leadership journey. I kept looking to certain things to make me a better leader and, and tools help, but there's so many out there. And so there's a quote by Maria Shriver she's, uh, that, that I read that came across my desk. And she said, you are the leader you're looking for. So in my particular journey, um, my leaders, you know, that I really were looking to were far removed and, and I had to really look for that leadership and I felt like I, I couldn't find it. And I, you know, again, that's why the book really resonated with me and I was looking left and right and I'm like, oh, and then I, I saw that quote, you know, everyone is the leader they're looking for, I think is what she said. Everyone is the leader they're looking for, or you can be the leader you're looking for. And it just was a light bulb moment for me. I keep looking for this, but I can be that. So I really just started being what I was looking for. <laughs> I'm like, well, I wish this, I wish this, I wish I had a leader who did this. And I wish I had a leader who did this. And, and then I'm like, well, okay, so I'm just going to do that. And so that road trip for promotion that I spoke about earlier based on the, that I created based on the book was creating something that I was looking for and taking people along the journey with me. I invited anybody that wanted to promote in leadership to come. There's 12 originally and six, so half of the ones that showed up promoted, you know, some dropped off, couldn't come every week. It was a six week boot camp. Um, but really think about, you know, what are you looking for in leadership? Like if you could have your dream leader, like what would that be? And then you go be that. You just go be that. And then you tap into the tools that align with that. So are there certain characteristics or certain things you need to know? I think it's unique for, for each one of us. There's definitely, you know, great tools out there. I have a plethora of them <laughs> um, and it's my jam, but, you know, um, really make sure that you're aligned with what's important to you. That's great. And I'm sure that's a relief to people listening because then they say, oh, I don't have to be a certain way be myself and work yes. on that in different aspects that I want to improve on myself to become a better leader. And I, I totally agree with you. Yes. Aligning with people. So I love that you said that I don't have to be that. Galavalo also talks about our differences are our advantages. In leadership, I used to feel like I needed to be everything for everyone. I needed to be good at this. I needed to be good at that. And it wasn't until I aligned myself with pacing partners, accountability partners, that I realized, wow, this person has a gift that I, doesn't come naturally for me or a strength. And we would partner in training our teams, elevating our teams. And so, you know, it was just look for those people that have things that you don't have and don't be afraid to ask. Yes. And I think something that we talked about before we jumped on the recording was taking ownership of our, of our business basically. And I think that that's 
part of becoming a leader too, is realizing that you need to take ownership of your own business and of your own, <laughs> what, what you're doing, because it's, that's how you are going to, nobody else is going to come and develop you as a leader. You have to do that yourself. And you can, of course, like you said, use different tools and resources to help you with that, but it's ultimately up, up to us. For sure. Well, and that's why I'm so passionate about the program we offer, you know, um, through the John Gordon company, the power of positive leadership. And, and again, you know, I, I curate that for every industry that I work with, um, and especially loved working with, with you guys, because um, it's a place I've been, it's what I know very, very well. And so in that program, we talk about the impact of the leader and the impact of leadership begins with the leader. We have to lead ourselves first before we can start pointing the fingers at our teams or the organization or you know something else. There's a lot of people in leadership or in organizations that will say, well, the organization isn't doing this. They're not providing this and or my team is not working or this isn't happening. And I'll say, well, what about you? Are, are there some things that you can improve? How are you doing leading yourself? What's your belief? What's your vision? And they'll go, oh, I think I've lost my belief. I've lost it. So, you know, whatever it is that they're going through, it trickles out into the team, into the organization. And so it's real important that we start with ourselves first because we can only control what we can control, right? And so making sure you're engaged, equipped and elevated to then go and pour out into um, the people who are looking for you. Absolutely. All right. So as leaders and leaders listening, they say, okay, well, what about the negative, the negativity that we face as leaders? And I know at least on my team, I have, I was telling you before I have the best team. They're so wonderful. They're great girls. And I very, very rarely deal with negativity. I'm so blessed, but I know that there are teams out there who are, you know, thinking to themselves, okay, everybody on my team is super negative. It's just, it's a chore to show up, but how do we as leaders deal with negativity in our own minds as well as on our teams? Well, Tiffany, the reason you have a positive team is because you're a positive leader, <laughs> right? Everything begins with the leader. And I do want to say I'm not negative and as a company and as a whole, we're not negative about negativity. In fact, John Gordon has a famous quote that says, we're not positive because life is easy. We're positive because life is hard. And so, you know, it is a tool and it's, you know, some people think, well, you know, it's just natural for some, it's not natural for others. And on another podcast, <laughs> maybe when we talk about um, mindset one day, you know, I learned that positivity was a game changer for me as a, at a very young age before I um, even met John Gordon or that book was handed to me. I had an experience in my life where I had a choice that I could choose the negative road or I could choose the positive road. And even if we don't have all the things and because life is hard, sometimes it just begins with lifting our chin, deciding that, you know, I'm not going to hang my head anymore. I'm going to lift my chin. I'm going to put a smile on my face. And that's what I did in that particular situation. I just started with a smile and just lifting my head and just deciding to show up every day, even though things were hard. And so I think that's really important is that, you know, it begins with you and that we recognize that, you know, we have the power to control that negative 
go down that negative road or go down the positive road. I recently read a, a quote by Carrie Niehoff, um, and he's a pastor, and he said, you know, too many leaders try to revive what was instead of build what will be. So when you say that there's a lot of negativity out there in some teams or in organizations, in the last three years, have been difficult. They're very hard and people are floundering, not everyone, but some. And we're wondering what's going to happen. You know, we're looking at the economy. We're looking at the news. We're not sure, you know, and, and sometimes we look back especially in the social selling world, you know, well, it used to be like this and it used to be like that. And, uh, you know, even from one year to the next, right? Well, last year, you know, I was doing this. You are a business owner in this space and businesses have an ebb and a flow and they go up and down and you have to be the steady. Our mindset has to be stronger than anything around us. So it really begins with your, your mindset, but it also begins with having a vision. So just like that quote that I just shared, it's not about looking back and trying to recreate what was. It's about looking ahead and building what will be. Will it be that tomorrow? Probably not. <laughs> will it be that a week from now or, you know? But it will be, it will come. Leaders lead with vision. You were in the workshop, Tiffany, you took the training. And, you know, the second lesson is that, you know, we positive leaders create and share a positive vision. So that's the other key there. What are you believing? What is your vision? And are you talking about it? <laughs> are you sharing it with people? Sometimes we're so afraid of this, this desire and this vision and this dream in our head of what we see and what we want to build. And I was at fault too. I, I didn't ask a lot of the time. I was afraid to share with my team. And so um, don't be afraid. It starts with you. You create the vision and you share it and others will come alongside of you because they're going to mm -hmm. be going in the same direction. Mm -hmm. That's right. I love that quote too. I'm going to use that. He said, too many leaders try to revive what was instead of build what will be. Yes. I love that quote because I think that we have gotten into that mindset in the last few years, like, okay, well, we just need to get back to what we were, you know, in 2019 or 2020 when yeah. no, this is, it's all different. Why not build something brand new, you know, because it all came crashing down in the meantime. So why do that again? Why repeat that? Create something new that's even better and just more positive and more amazing than it was before. Yes, yes. And you will have, you know, like I said, you will have negativity. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. It's part of our life. Um, it is life. Life is the greatest teacher. And so, you know, we're not positive because we don't, we're, you know, we're negative about negativity, but it's really about knowing that positivity is the winning edge. It has been in my life. It has been in John Gordon's life. He's not naturally positive. Um, many people and many top performers I work with, it's not something that comes natural, but it's something they work on. And it's an expectation you set with your team as well. You say, we will be a positive team. We will have a positive mindset. And doesn't mean you don't come with, you know, some challenges, but you see them as opportunities. You work together to say, okay, how can we address this? And you have the conversations because if you ignore it, it will grow. And one of the things I say all the time um, in my coaching and, and other things, and this might be for somebody who's listening is a hard conversation because a lot of us in this space, we love our teams 
and we just want to love on them and we just want to be happy and, and we want to be positive. And then when the negativity comes, we, we shy away and, or we get scared to have the conversation. But I want you to know a hard conversation is just a heart. You can't see my hand. I'm making the little heart, <laughs> um, but not hard, H-A-R-D, but heart, H-E-A-R-T, a heart conversation, your heart to theirs. And preparing your heart to expect the best, to believe the best in people. And then that makes addressing the negativity not so challenging because you're both coming from a good place or you're coming from a good place with your team and you're saying, I see it and here's how we will address it. Yes, that is a powerful mindset shift, you know, because we could avoid me, somebody who tries to avoid conflict, you know, you could say, well, I just don't want to get into it. I don't want to bring things up or, you know, get involved. But like you said, if you have your teammates, best interest, your team's best interest in mind, then it is a heart conversation. And that's something that you do want to have, even if it is a hard, a hard thing to, to talk about. Yes. Yes. Good. Yes. Mm -hmm. Talk about it. Positive. We believe in positive conflict resolution. You know, you, you can't grow if you don't challenge yourselves, if you don't see opportunities. And so it's, it's, it's part of it. It's part Mm -hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And somebody who wants to be a positive person and make a positive influence on the world, they're going to listen and they're going to receive that feedback appropriately, or they're going to receive that and just and be encouraged by it and be yes. grateful that you took the time to point that out in a very kind way <laughs> or, yes. you know, shift that negativity. And usually, you know, when people are, there's, there's two reasons, two top reasons why people are negative. It's either two main ones. I mean, there's lots of reasons, but two right. two main ones is because it's a habit. It's just, our team just is always complaining and we just pile it on and it's what we do. And then everybody feels better. And then we do it again the next day. Right. So it's just a habit. And we just say, Ooh, let's break that habit. Right. So, um, and then the other thing is fear. So it's people are usually negative out of habit or fear. They're afraid of something. And so then when we say what's going on, you know, a lot of times it doesn't even have anything to do with the situation we're in or the team we're on or the organization we work for. Um, it really has to do with ourselves. And so, you know, asking and addressing it makes everybody feel better and it helps that person as well. Yeah. And sometimes, and I, and I think maybe we talked about this earlier, but sometimes that negative, um, and we call them the energy vampires, we can be that person. They live in our head. <laughs> we're the ones actually, actually our team's very positive, right? But as a leader, we're the ones saying, I'm not good enough. I can't do this. This is, you know, whatever we're telling ourselves. So make sure that you are again, feeding yourself the positive. Um, on my Instagram recently, I posted about um, what I feel like are my three P's to a more positive life. So go check that out. But I really talk about people, power, and practice you know, being the three P's. When I look back, you know, when people ask you enough and you think, well, I don't know how I got here. And then they say, well, no, really, you know, think about your success or how did you build the team or how did you grow as a leader? I I really looked back at my journey and it was those three P's that really influenced that journey. And so it is the people you surround yourself with. It's the power you plug into, you know, just like electronics, we all need to be plugged into something. And then it's the practice. Are you repeating it enough? 
Is it, you know, does it have weight in your life? And so those are just, you know, some things. So to keep that energy vampire out of your own head. (laughs) Yes. Positivity is something that you are choosing almost every moment, (laughs) every hour, every minute. Yes. Yes. It's a choice. The easier choice sometimes is to be negative or to just be indifferent or neutral, but to choose positivity, that is almost like a superpower. Would you say? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. It is. It's, it's the winning edge. It's the superpower. And, um, it really is the tool and the energy to propel you forward because what you feed yourself with, what you plug into what, who you are with, right. It shapes and influences everything that you are. And we have influence overload right now. We have so many choices, Tiffany, like you said, this is a choice, but it's not a matter of just, okay, well, I'm going to choose to be more positive. You have to engage in positivity. You have to equip yourself with positivity. You have to have the tools and you have to elevate yourself with positivity, right? So um, those are all really, really important. If we think it goes back to the thing we talked about at the very beginning, Tiffany, when I talked about the family it's intention. It's being mindful enough and making it important enough for your life because you know, you will have the success personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. It's all worth it. Yes. Yes. All right, Petra, we've talked so much about positivity and just choosing to be a positive person and how you can influence so many areas of your life that way. But I know that a topic that I've thought about that has come up a lot recently is this topic of toxic positivity. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. run into discussions with that, but I would love for you to share on about your thoughts on toxic positivity. First of all, share kind of what it is and uh, just how, how you see that in this, in the world. Yes, it is definitely a buzzword going around. And um, John Gordon, the author that, um, I work for had um, a podcast on it too. So if you want to research that, you know, to really dive into it, but it's the, the, the um, positive university is his podcast. And so um, he has a, he, he addressed this topic because it was big, especially after the pandemic, when people were trying to be positive and everybody's like, Oh, the world's ending. How can you be positive? Right. And so this term came about toxic positivity and Honestly, Tiffany, when you say t- talk about what it means, I don't know what it means as far as um, I can't relate to it. I, like I said, um, positivity for, for us and me personally is a game changer. It's a mindset. It's having a growth mindset. It's having tools to propel you forward. Positivity is actually my number one strength. Um, when I talked about Gallup Strengths Finder uh, and because I think I've worked at it so much. So when people refer to toxic positivity, it's ignoring negativity or ignoring reality. And that's not what we're talking about. So when I said earlier, a hard conversation is just a heart conversation. You do have to address reality. You have to address negativity. You have to give people a voice to speak and you have positive conflict resolution. So toxic positivity could be that, you know, rah, rah, everything's great. Well, no, it's not. The house is burning. No, it's not burning. Look at it. It's so great. We need it in your house. <laughs> right. you know? I mean, so maybe that's what they're referring to is, 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 um, you know, people who came up with that term and, and a lot of times because of my energy and because of my positivity, sometimes people will think like, oh, 
you know, she has Pollyanna positivity. I've heard that rose colored glasses because it's natural for me now. It's my tool. It's my go-to. It's my number one ammo in a world that is difficult. And so I've heard that, but it doesn't mean that I don't live in reality because I very much live in reality. But these we're talking when we're talking about positivity, it's real tangible tools. It's checking your mindset. It's waking up in the morning and having a gratitude practice. It's, um, you know, journaling. It's having the hard heart conversations. It's plugging into things that are going to give you energy instead of drain you. It's being around people that are giving you energy instead of draining you. It's choosing carefully, you know, what you um, allow your mind to think and intake, that's that's what we're talking about when we're talking about positivity. It's not um, ignoring reality, but it's being intentional about seeing solutions. It's not staying in the challenge. It's not going in a dark hole. We can we have two choices, like I said earlier, and I and I didn't share their experience, but I'll share it briefly. Um, I talk about this more you know, in other avenues, but um, my parents immigrated when I was a little girl. So English is my second language. And when I didn't even have the words to speak, I, you know, I was very angry. I, that move, it was really, really difficult to fit in. I walked around with my arms crossed, head down. People, people laugh. They go, I cannot imagine you this way. And I said, oh, I was that way. <laughs> I was that way. And since then I've had many choices, much harder things in my life than that even where I had the choice to cross my arms and put my head down. And, and I could have easily done that. And maybe I did do that for 24 hours or a week. <laughs> and then I had to decide, is this working for me? Or am I going to use the tools that I've learned to move forward and to be the best version of myself? And so when we talk about positivity, it's really igniting that power to be the best version of yourselves because perspective matters. The way that you see the world is the world you see. So when you're looking for the doom and gloom, you will find it. And when you're looking for the good and the solutions, you will find them too. Mm -hmm. And I choose to look for the solutions and have a positive mindset. Yes. I love that so much. Yes. And avoiding toxic positivity, like you said, doesn't mean avoiding real life. It just means you're working very hard <laughs> at creating a positive life for yourself and for those around you. It takes a lot yes. of work, takes a lot of time, but it's like we talked about worth it's it. so worth it. Yes. It's, it's so worth, worth it. it. All right, Petra, what would you say are some of your favorite tools and resources for developing positive leadership skills? I know we have mentioned several throughout the episode, but I would love for you to just compile them all into a great list for people to jot down some notes, maybe while they're listening. Oh, of course. I know there's, there is a lot, of course, I'm a John Gordon fan. Yes. Yes. <laughs> have been for 15 years. So make sure that you, you follow him and you follow me on social media that you, um, you know, plug in to, um, the experiences that we share and the knowledge we share, and we're always learning. Um, but you know, of course, all of, all of his work, the power of positive leadership, power of positive team, every book that you lean into. And one of the things that I've learned along my journey, even now, in, in this uh, new space, I've been a consultant and coach um, with my own um, practice for the past four years. And I'm learning that self-awareness is also a great tool. So as a Gallup Strengths coach, I have found out things about myself and learned about myself 
that I wish, gosh, Tiffany, I wish I would have known when I was in the social selling space. Um, there's so many self-awareness tools. You have DISC, you have Myers-Briggs, you have the Enneagram. Um, Clifton Strengths from Gallup happens to be my favorite. It's a full report of 34 talents, and it allows you to really dig into why you do the things you do. And it's very detailed and no report is the same. So it's not a generic, you're an extrovert, you're an introvert. Your strengths and the order of your strengths make up your DNA. You're one in 33 billion on this planet. And that's what's so beautiful. And a lot of times we we don't lean into the gifts and talents we have or other people's gifts and talents rub us the wrong way. So as a leader, being self-aware would be, you know, one of my number one tools, I would say, do you know who you are and know who you're not and get to know your team? What are the strengths and the gifts and the talents of the people on your team? Because you can leverage it as a whole and you can partner with them to become even stronger. We see it everywhere. I see it, you know, on LinkedIn and in every space that I'm in, I see hashtag better together. We are better together, Tiffany. And so we all have a gift and a talent to bring and we have a unique power. Those superpowers, like positivity is a superpower, but you, Tiffany, are a superpower. Like the world needs what you have to bring to the table. There's only one you. And so the more you know what that is, the more you can lean into it, the more you can be proud of it and the more that you can grow in your leadership. So I would say John Gordon, um, Clifton Finder, and, and mostly community like this one. You've created a beautiful community. And so that's a tool. I agree with you. <laughs> Shameless plug for <laughs> myself. Yes, I agree. It's, it is a tool just to, and I always tell people, I'm just here to encourage others and inspire others through stories from people like you, experts like you and top leaders in the industry, because we all have a very unique story and it's, we can find nuggets in everybody's story, no matter what anyone's background is, we can find something somewhere that will help us with something in our lives. And so I, that's why I keep doing this. That's why it's been two years and I have no intentions on stopping because it's so <laughs> wonderful. I just love it so much. Yay. Happy two years. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. So listeners, how can they get in touch with you if they would like to learn more about what you offer as a strengths finder coach, or as a speaker, a trainer, how can they get in touch with you? Oh, thank you, Tiffany. I am not on all the things. <laughs> I am on some things, but uh, my website is petrakrebs.com and you can connect with me there. You can even do a, um, a, a short consulting, you know, consultation, a, a call to see if my services would align with what you need and if our energy matches. So please find me on my website, sign up to uh, receive information there. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Thank you so much, Tiffany, for having me, for sharing uh, your community with me, and I will do the same with you. I can't wait to just tell people about what you do, and I'm honored to have been part of this. So thank you. Thank you so much. I know I've been so encouraged by our short time together, and I know others will be too. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. 
I'll catch you guys in the next episode.